Hello and welcome to Daddio FM, recording live from the Shadow Marmont in West Hollywood, California. Joining us today is photographer, promoter, and undisputed mayor of Montauk, Ben Watts. We'll be talking photography, shark attack sounds, and his new book, Montauk Dreaming. I'm your host, Jonathan Buffalo, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, mate, and welcome to Daddio FM. It's good to see you here at the Chateau. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the big welcome. Just listening to the intro there. <laughs> Couple of subjects we got to go through. <laughs> no, it's fun. Great. It's a pleasure to have you on board. And, um, you know, you've been a regular guest here at the Chateau. Uh, um, how long have you been staying here for? Um, I've actually been staying here since 1995. Yeah? I'm getting old now. <laughs> it, it came to my uh, attention. Actually, because they're making a uh, documentary on the chateau, and um, they contacted me, telling me this is almost a year ago that I had stayed here 99 times, not oh, really? 99 days, 99 <laughs> times. And, um, so I don't know how many days that equals, but I I've lived through a few changes That's and right. uh, experienced them, and it's it's still as special as the first day I ever stayed here. It's a pleasure to be here. And, definitely in the company of you and here tonight so let's do this excellent yeah it's one of my favorite places in la and no wonder you can always get a reservation here if you've been 99 not always years. not always <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on um so uh, so you just uh, uh, arrived from new york and uh, you went to the uh, the the vs show on saturday on tuesday right and how was that it was amazing it was incredible i been there on a, on a few occasions and um, I think every year it gets better and better and it's, it's, it's actually you know what it's it's a very it's really impressive it really is a show you know so I know that you've been shooting with uh, Victoria's Secrets for a long time uh, how did you get started with them well I guess I went up to see them and um, I can't remember I've worked with them for quite a while and uh, over the years, I've, some years I've worked with them more often than not, yeah. and, but it does date back to quite a while and, um, and I've been involved in, in uh, many different projects with them. Uh, mainly, I, I shot their swimwear and, and a lot with their apparel at the beginning, so not as much now as perhaps I used to be because um, a lot of those lines have discontinued. But uh, it's, it's, it's good to have them and other clients that are steady clients that have got, that you, you sort of grow with. And there's a next directory out of the UK I've worked with. They're probably one of my longest standing clients. And to, I mean, uh, in the world that I'm in, it's good to have uh, uh, your bricks and mortar clients, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, Having those steady clients gives you the, the space and the ability to do other things. And, uh, and it's good to have those guys on board. Now, do you, rem do you what would you say would, would be your favorite shoot with VS? I know well, it's usually in a tropical island or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, going to that, we got to, I'd say, probably, we forget about the apparel. It's more the, um, the, I mean, swimwear, obviously, because you're on a beach, and for a while they were shooting uh, some of that. That was amazing, and, you, you know, you're working with a lot of these, a lot of the most world's most amazing models that are then at that time sort of coming into their stride, you yeah. know, and, and about to hit that stride that propels them into stardom. Yeah. And it was just great to be around them or still be around them and shoot them and watch them grow into the people that they are now and uh, just say, hey, uh, you know what, they had a massive impact on some of the images that I shot. And I'd like to think that perhaps there's pictures that, you know that they felt we had an impact too and and uh, it's uh it, with with these big brands you honestly and it not to sound uh cheesy in any way um it, they do become like a family you know and, and oh yeah absolutely and, i mean because you're away for a long time together and, and you 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 work repeatedly and you're, you're often up at up at the the crack of dawn and sharing meals and on trips yeah. you have dinners together so you know the long-term clients do become like a family uh family too and who was your who do you mainly work with there um well I mean, over the past, they've had a lot of different art directors that have come in and come come out. But I, I mean, that the teams, me, the, 
the, the, the, the biggest, the, the, the VP art directors have remained um, consistent over the years, and that's like Nikki and Anne. There was a guy called Larry that worked there for a long time, you know, and these are all people I've got like, got a lot to say thank you to because they, put, they took trust in what I do and that they gave me the opportunity and, and it, it helped me progress into the photographer I am now, you know, and I've, just as far as the show is concerned, that's a, the concept of Ed Razek. That's a, a, a you know advertising promotional creative right. visionary. You know, and was, was he there from the start with the show? Was it? I think so. It's, it's not something I have great knowledge of. Right. But yes. But he's involved yes. now. Yes, and he has is, taken and it. it's his baby and his dream, and he's created yeah. something that the rest of the world yeah. that now become... looks upon. And like you said before, the the. Uh, the syndication and the viewership, the, the amount of viewers that watch it, it's like the Super Bowl. It's unbelievable. It's become it really, yeah, it's spectacular. It's become this the worldwide thing. I'm, I'm sure it's broadcast around the world, and and it's become a, a bit of an event now, which is which yeah, is well, for good for a good reason, you yeah. know, because there's some things out there that do get a lot of attention that you got to like scratch your head and wonder right. why, and and this one actually is something that you you can really understand. We're talking about uh, the Victoria's Secret show and what a phenomenon that 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 is. Um, so, tell us what what would what would have been your favourite uh, VS shoot you did? Well, you know what, every shoot that I do is my favourite, and I think that's important <laughs> coming from a photographic angle, well, photographer's angle, that you have to make every shoot your favourite because right. at the end of the day, you get judged by those pictures, and uh, unfortunately. In the world of photography, you are judged by your worst. A lot of, on a lot of occasions, you are judged by your worst picture, <laughs> and not your best. So yeah. Any job you do, watch <laughs> your back. That's true. Watch your images. Watch your back. Um, but just for the down. record, I I would um, say it would have to be something on the beach. You know, we uh, over the past few years visited some Barts quite a bit and it was always an absolute pleasure to be involved in those shoots and be part of the family, the crew, the team. Um, one particular standout one I'd say probably was in Tulum, Mexico, yeah. where um, they actually sort of, and I was surprised of it and very flattered that I was sort of that they involved my style, my personal style. That I, you know, you, you do these right. jobs, you do these assignments, and you're working with an art director. But it's always very flattering to see the art director, and they always they always do. But take it to a level where it's it has your. Uh, your signature on it. You yeah, know? what would and you say your um, signature is then? I mean, I could describe it, but I'd yeah, love to hear now, it from now, you. Nowadays, I'd like to, I'd like to be kind of a, a little uh, cautious when I announce my signature <laughs> style because it, you do what you do not want to be is pigeonholed in this right. business, and that I probably that's a metaphor for life and an, an analogy for just about every career you could think of, but particularly. True. In the world of creating images, you have to be careful of being pigeonholed. But I, I definitely on the style that I brought to that yeah, shoot. I, I, it was like high contrast, high energy, yeah. high color. Yeah. Um, but that has its life, and you don't want to die with that right. image. You know, you 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 got to understand that. You do that, you love it, but you can also do other things. So yeah. You have to be very careful. Exactly, because some of my favorite shots are, uh, of yours are all the, your early hip-hop stuff and your portraits, and a lot of it's you know, black and yeah. white and a bit darker and very cool. But we'll, talk, we'll get to that later. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, and um, so, so give us a couple of your favorite uh, VS girls that you've worked with. Well, you know... I not know, every favorites. every not one of them. Favorites. Come on now, there's no that which every one of them are a favorite of every they're every you know anyway. Most men on a they're all favorites, yeah. but some of them I've, I've worked with like Lily Aldridge definitely. I I, I know her, her father and her, her, cool. her brothers and sisters, and I'd say she's down. And I worked with her before. I actually worked with her for VS, so she's got to be up there. Candice, I. Yeah. I feel like I shot her and I was shooting pink in the early days and mm. so you know so I got to grow my uh, career with the brand grew with the girls so there, there was Candace um, 
And I, I don't want to exclude anyone, Bahadi, who I worked yeah. with before as well when she was very young and first came here. And the, the you know, these are hardworking people, you know, mm. very hardworking people. It's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, glamour and beauty and uh, preconceptions about uh, the existence of these, uh, what, what they would term supermodels. But well, what I got to say is that they, and, and, and I'm, I'm by no means pulling out a violin, but they work <laughs> very hard. It's not a nine to five thing. There's not a lot of personal time. There's mother, some of them are mothers. So you know, married, right? You know, is, and 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 so they and, and it's a, a career that they choose, but they do work very hard at it. And there's a, a lot of massive amount of respect has to go out for that. It's, there's there's a lot of game within the game, right? You, you Absolutely. Know, which which and and incidentally, they've all got great teams behind them that help support them, and that including the brand, yeah. um, that makes this possible. You know, to mm. be able to be here one day for a shoot and be there the next yeah. day for and, a shoot. And, and VS as a brand has, has allowed these models to develop their, their own brands and become brands within themselves, I think, as well. Yeah, that's something I don't know so much about, but mm. it's definitely um, that they're definitely, what I would say, to my knowledge, they are definitely ahead of the curb in, yeah. in as far as this whole social media explosion mm. and how to use it in your favor. I, you know, it's something really to sit back on as, and to look at as a social experiment because I think that they are, have done really well and, yeah. and, and other brands I work for do really well too and they're, they're, it, it's a phenomenon and mm. I'm just happy to have played the part that I, yeah, I well have. Yeah, well done. Definitely one of, the, yeah, one of the signature guys. So let's, um, let's, let's go back in time and, and talk about, um, I've known you for a long time and part of this podcast is, is for me to just uh, speak to all my talented friends and who have, who we all started out together and a lot of my friends have, have reached great heights in their careers. So when I first met you, you were, you were a doorman at, where were you? You were working the door somewhere? <laughs> well, at many different <laughs> nightclubs and um, it's not something I bring up that often because then I see, going back to the pigeonholing thing, yeah. it's kind of easy to get put in that spot and uh, uh, it's a great not origin so difficult story. to remove yourself no, from That's it. a great origin story. Yeah. But you were working on the door and, and you just decided to pick up a camera and start shooting your well, mates. Well, I was interested in photography mm. and, and uh, probably not when I started that, but it's right. definitely, uh, for some strange reason, it really did help me because I had the, um, the good fortune of working at some of the trendiest nightclubs yeah. and, I, and it very quickly... Um, managed to um, have a sort of uh, an understanding that the clientele that was coming through those doors, some of them were decision makers and what we call right. now influencers. Yeah. So I'd like to say organically, perhaps politically, I would make sure that they were able to, <laughs> that their entry was yeah. um, comfortable right. and uh, fast-tracked. Yeah. And in favor for that, I'd occasionally ask that they perhaps take a moment to um, look at my book. <laughs> now, after that, it was... Your first a, shoot? Yes, I do remember my first shoot. And it was purely based upon nightclub politics. Right. Uh, and nightclub politics damned it, but I managed to undam it. <laughs> and uh, it was quite a funny experience. I, I'll go into and tell you if you... Yeah, do. Yeah, please, well, please. Um, I, I, it was with a magazine called Stiletto, uh, right. which was a, like a city um, uh, magazine, sort of in, yeah, in Sydney City. My, classic. Yeah, uh, really good. The guy that John, I, I've forgotten his second name, but he's, he, he was again a visionary dude and he had a magazine. He liked to go out and socialize. Right. And I, I'd liken it to like paper magazine yeah. here in, it, well, over in New York. And um, he very generously. Uh, offered me an opportunity to shoot for the magazine and I was very happy about that and had lined up the models who were mainly people that I sourced from the nightclub because mm. that's where I did most of my casting in the nightclub. <laughs> I wasn't sophisticated <laughs> enough to visit model agents and so my casting was done on the attractive or what I thought stylish people that came yeah. through the club, yeah. which isn't a bad approach. And um, so I, I had assembled my... My team, the stylist, the hair and makeup from Favors, friends and Favors, and, and um, 
the night before the shoot, I was working. There's a lot of shoots I do. I'd work till like five in the morning and, and then go on a photo assignment. But I didn't drink much, so I was always clear. I had a little bit tired, but right. that sort of helped with the creative thought. <laughs> and you'd be sort of half hallucinating. <laughs> and uh, I'd, uh, I think for some reason I had a tennis ball in my hand. Someone had, I don't know why. Of course, yeah. Well, no, you wouldn't use it, and I never did. I was using it for hand exercises and a, a very... Um, I don't think we'll go there, but yes, go yeah, on. Yeah, I had a tennis ball and I'm squeezing it and there was a sort of foolish drunk guy that came up and, you know, was exercising um, antisocial behaviour yeah. and I sort of thought perhaps it was probably better for himself and the others inside that he didn't uh, gain access to come inside <laughs> because he would have been a nuisance. And... Um, I denied him entry, and uh, where he took exception to that, and, and proceeded to insult me, and and then stay a little longer and insult me a little more, and, and being <laughs> that I, not one for to use violence as a first option, I had the tennis ball in my hand and decided that perhaps it would be a good idea to bounce it off his head, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, he didn't like it very much, <laughs> no. needless to say. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that took, is a you know, no. standard in police procedure or yeah. a way to take down well, it is, and it is, <laughs> is to bounce you know a tennis what, ball off his head. Well, it? he was standing around for a long time right. abusing me and whatever. I think he might have even been spitting and just being yeah. generally, uh, generally very antisocial. So but, I, I, but, uh, but who was he? Was this some random guy? In the yeah, I thought he was a random guy, but it turned out that he was the best friend of the editor of the <laughs> magazine <laughs> I was shooting by in the morning. So come the morning, oh, I'm, I, I'm sleeping in. I think we're starting shooting. The, the preparations for the shoot begin at 11 o'clock. I'm like... All excited, thinking about it all night. Forgot about the whole tennis ball incident. It's just, you know, <laughs> just not even... Un I'd forgotten it. Uh, uh, so I get a phone call from the stylist. said, Ben. I'm like, yes, are we ready? Are we in place? I'm coming down. He says, no, the shoot's been cancelled. I'm like, cancelled? I was so disappointed. Like, you know, there was a massive drop in my energy. Yeah. I remember it. I remember distinctly. I remember what I, I'm in bed, the sheets that I had on my bed. Oh, like wow, the, yeah, where, yeah. So I, I was in, I, you know, I was Superman heartbroken. Superman sheets or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> I was heartbroken. And um, I, I said, what, why, why? And she said, uh, the, the woman was Mara. She became a successful hair hairstylist and hair and makeup artist here in, in America later. But, she, but then she was a stylist. She said to me, I can't tell you, Ben. And I'm like, well, she, there was, you know, some gray area. I'm like, what? Why, Mara? Why? You know? <laughs> I think I might have even called her back. Perhaps the phone went down and I called her back. I said, why, why? She goes, you know why, Ben? You upset one of Jonathan's friends. And I'm thinking, who did I upset? What did I do? And because it was a quite calm night, and I'm trying to like go through my brain file of incidents that happened that evening, and then it went, oh, the tennis ball, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I've said, I put two or two together, I jumped out of bed, whipped my clothes on, got in the car, roared off straight to the offices of Stiletto Magazine, went in, went straight to Jonathan, and said, Jonathan. I understand there's been a problem. I, you, for my best part, I, I apologize sincerely. I had no idea that this gentleman was a friend of yours, and <laughs> I never wished to upset him. I merely wished to... He was um, mocking me. I wished to mock him back, and I thought that neither of us would be the worst. Um, anyway... So did you the, end up getting... Yeah, the shoot, the shoot went back oh, on, okay. and it was one of my favorite oh, stories, great. you know, oh, and everything cool. happened. Sorry for the long-winded tale, but the... the, the um, <laughs> We're the, just setting the record straight yeah, from the, 20 the years ago. The point is Let's that, you know what, nothing is beyond repair. That's that's, that, that, that's what I've got to say. I learned yeah. very early on that you can redeem yourself if you have the ego the sophistication, the sensibility, and the ability to say sorry. Right. You can you? Everybody gets a second chance, and yeah, he gave me a second fixed. chance right there, and I really appreciated it. And, and you know what? I learned a lot, a lesson from that day. You know, right. don't 
mess with people because you, <laughs> you never, never know, know where yeah. they're at, you, <laughs> you know? Let them know. mess with you first, which yeah. he did, but yeah. whatever. That's true. It's, it's done. I mean, you went on from there, and I, I remember you shot for um, Australian Vogue a bit and, and, and went on and had great success in Australia, and then it was time to, to head to New York, and I remember, um, like, we, we both arrived, I think, in New York around the same time. Yeah, yeah, we were hanging out. I was uh, staying at your place. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. You know, I had the. Uh, you very generously <laughs> uh, gave me the um, the use of your home. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, that became. I went from a, a the East Village to the West that. Village. <laughs> <laughs> And so, how do you remember? How talk to us about the, your your memories of, of, of first arriving in New York? It was it was a really different time. There was no internet then, and um, and it was pre nine eleven, and it was it was kind of a very organic time to be in in New York. And uh, do you remember your 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 early days there? Yeah, I yeah, absolutely do. And thank you for asking. Um, I uh, arrived in nineteen ninety five after having been here in in uh, 93 to sort of like uh, test the water and see like w w if, if there was even a serious um, possibility yeah. that I could ever contemplate it as a place where I could sort of make a career. And yeah, because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big call to just jump on a plane and... Yeah, it is, but you know, life's full of risks. Right, and exactly. I honestly felt that I had done what I could yeah. in the Australian market and and I, I was young, and I, I could roll with roll with it. Yeah, so exactly. I, I wasn't, I, I I didn't have a lifestyle. I wanted right. to create a lifestyle. I, you know, I did have a lifestyle, but I I didn't. It, nothing was too nothing was too big, and nothing was too small for me. You know, so I, I was ready to go. You know, that go, go with it, and that's what I did. And. Uh, I, and I, do you remember what would, would be the, the first shoot that um, you did where you thought, okay, this can work, I'm here, I, this, this is going to work for me? Well, I mean, I did shoots for like New Women and Glamour, yeah. and, and I thought, you yeah, know, this is going good. Yeah, and and I was working with Nike, yeah. and, you know, it was going okay. Yeah. It was going okay, and, and I was okay. I, I was pretty, like, low-maintenance kind of guy I didn't I used to live on $20 a day <laughs> I'd go to the ATM and withdraw 20 yeah. we'd, we'd, if you hit the toasted bagel with cream cheese and tomato or yeah essay a bagel but <laughs> we, we, if, if we could hit the um, the Odessa on Avenue mm. A breakfast special amazing we, that, that would have you set for the day yeah. and then you'd, you'd eat a slice a yeah. slice or one or two you'd be budgeted for one with 20 yeah and it didn't involve much socialising of an evening, but... But Avenue A, like, a, I remember you lived on A and 10th. And yeah, I above Mikey's Pet Store. Mikey's Pet Store. There it was stunk of pet food. <laughs> there was quite an odour when you used to go over to, to visit. Um, and, I, and I was lived down the road on St Mark's and A. And, and those days were great in the East Village. It was really fun, and there were... There, there were Great kind of dive bars, a cherry tavern we used to go to, and and those were kind of some really formative times for us. We were at Spy Bar, and and uh, it was a really fun time to be in New York, and made a lot of good friends, and it was good times then, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was a it was an incredible time. But did, um, just taking that into account, because I, this is something that I hear a lot of, and and I remember my times in Sydney that were great times. I think mm. every generation has their time yeah, and they absolutely. regard it as their time so i i i, I it, it it was our time you know and, mm. and it was it was a very special time and we we all have friends from that that, that we've continued yeah. to be friends and everyone's taken their part and journey and um it's been it, it, the thing about new york it will love you forever one minute and it will <laughs> kick you in the ass and throw you in the river the next you know and you got to be able to swim and you got to be able to yeah. love and you got to be able to everything yeah, it throws at you taking a little break at the moment yeah it's it's that special city there is no city like no, it no you're right it's a, it's an amazing place so I want to bring up to to uh, to your career now and and you've got you had great success you've always had great success and, and one of your your biggest supporters and some of my favorite work of yours is the the, the work you've done for, for American GQ. You've done a lot of covers, a lot of stories, and, and, and very memorable ones as well. How many covers do you think you've done for them? 
Well, that's a good point. I'd, I'd like to count. I mean, not as many as some and more than others. Yeah, um, there you go. But I have... Uh, every one of them has been an experience. And yeah. above all, it's been an amazing you know, pleasure to have people like Jim Moore and Jim Nelson on your side. And, and just recently this year, Jim, uh, Jim Moore actually celebrated his 35th year at Condé Nast. Oh, wow. And I think he's... Uh, up there, or if not, the um, longest uh, standing employee at mm. Condé Nast, you know, and 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 share, and, and you know, in in down moments on set, he's shared sort of his experiences with me, and Mate. also shared, you know, occasionally showed me a photo when he was on set with Mizell, you know, assisting. As, I think he started as an intern and oh, well, things like that. Well, you I'd know. love to get him on Daddy OFM one day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'd be he'd be more than willing. But <laughs> it's uh, he's just to be around people yeah. like that and have their support yeah. means a lot because you know it's like a tree that has deep roots yeah. and, and his uh, his knowledge is is deep. And his ability is endless, you know. So uh, I, 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 it's a, it's a good circle to be in, and I'm forever uh, sort of um, thankful for that, you know. And and through him, I've learned through working with that publication, I've I've learned the the the, the, the important things in men's styling and how how it actually is done and mm. how how it. Uh, how this finished product is 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 achieved because th there's a lot to it, you know. And when you when you look at a magazine like GQ in the men's fashion world, mm. and and you look at the US version, it, yeah. it, I, I, and and I don't have the stats in front of me, but I could probably estimate accurately that the American GQ would probably have more viewers or sell more than yeah. any combined. Men's oh, listen, magazine I, I think, you know, GQ definitely defines the GQ look. You know, it and well, it was the first. It yeah. started as a quarterly with mm. Esquire, and it was the original title that Condé Nast bought. And it is, and and the other uh, countries have taken it, and they've done a great job of it mm. too. But I, I certainly think that um, all things considered, yeah. that that just the art direction and the, the consideration in the images and everything it's, it's a pretty special yeah, the, the look they have on their covers and obviously inside as well but the covers to me always stand out and they're, they're very visible they pop yeah they pop, do. pop 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 yo and uh, they do pop and and you certainly know what magazine you're looking at and and obviously that's a style that's developed over the years and and tell us about a couple of the the cover shoots you've done well um they're, first of all, they are always so well organized. The level of professionalism <laughs> yeah. in these, in the um, whole concept, is something that's it's it's a sight to see. Mm. So, um, you basically, you being myself, all you have to bring your talent to it and 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 uh, bring your con concepts and ideas on the level which they've d gone to. Yeah with the fashion mm. and the production, you know, everything has to be on mm. par. Because yeah, even when everything's in place and you've got a great location and a great great team and a, a great subject to shoot, it, it's that moment of having to be creative on cue, but all that sort of thing is so important to give you the, the freedom to to actually explore your ideas and explore yeah. your Yeah, well, what, what you do, what I do is I write ideas down and sometimes I used to sketch them um, now I more write them down, so I have a list of mm. things, and, and often they're just starting points, and yeah. we very quickly move on to other things. But it's good to have a plan when you get, and, and people respect that as well. If you show up willy nilly, with, yeah. it, it, you, you better take an, yeah. an amazing picture yeah. to, to win the. the, the <laughs> yeah, uh, that hoping uh, that something will happen yeah, is never a good idea. <laughs> but but um, and you know what? It does happen for some people, yeah. but I've always been that person yeah. where I, I like to. As one of my old geography teachers used to and, uh, start his lesson with that, I do prepare my lessons, you know. Well, I do prepare my photo shoots, yeah, you know. And it shows, man. It shows. Yeah. And um, so uh, they're, they're working with massive talent, GQ. They're mm. working with the, some of the biggest male talent that you could ever imagine in the world. And they're always... Uh, you got to take that into consideration because these people do not have a lot of time and they do right. not respond well to you know they're used to working with the top people so you 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 better 
come with yeah. Uh, with I wonder what's the shortest amount of time you've had to shoot somebody. Well, I, when I and this isn't for GQ, it's for another publication. But years ago, I did a shoot with Little Wayne, and he just didn't show up basically. And I remember speaking to his management on the phone because when things become dire, I I take it personal and I try to. Uh, outside the sources that are on set for the publication, I like to go to the next level, uh, which is right. the rescue plan, uh, where I will actually call the management and try and make it happen myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this was one of those occasions. And there's only been sort of two or three in my career, but this happened to be one. And uh, I spoke, got his manager on the phone, and I said, listen, uh, please, we've been here. I, 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 I tried to appeal to the better side, I said, right. but the, uh, which, which, which they appreciated and respected, yeah. but it didn't change the, uh, <laughs> the, the fact that he were, probably wasn't going to show up. But when I mentioned I can do it in 15 minutes, right. that's when the conversation came to a halt, and they agreed, but... The 15 minutes was the only part of the conversation that I had with them that they actually listened to, yeah. and they quoted me on the 15 minutes, that was a right? Hard 15 yeah, minutes, it was. Right. It was another lesson in negotiation yeah. because you might talk <laughs> a lot, but the key words that people listen to, and they will repeat back to you, and you will be held to them. <laughs> and she said 15 minutes, and I like 15 minutes. They showed up. And she told me the only reason we came is because you said 15 minutes. Yeah. And then you and, have to do and it. And then I did it in 15 minutes. 15, and yeah. and uh, while he walked to set and we'd been waiting all day, I think he, we'd got there off a red eye from L.A. to Miami. He'd set up. He was going to be there at 12 o'clock. He showed up at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and he told me to hurry up. And I said, you know what? I'm going to hurry up. And he loved it. He did the pictures. And he, was more, he did everything I asked. He was a perfect gentleman. That's and you great. know what? You can't get wound up in these situations, no, you know, because this guy, he was right. He's the most... And especially then, the most desirable yeah. musician in the world yeah. to get on the cover of your magazine. So you go to the level that it takes. Yeah, Nothing is below or beyond you. You can make it happen. And then in those situations, with the experience you have, then you can just go to instinct and, and just rely on your talent and your instinct to, to get that photo done. Yeah, I work very quickly. It's yeah. you know like a snowball effect. Once that yeah. ball starts yeah, rolling, exactly. you want to make sure it gets down the mountain mm -hmm. quick and arrives big. <laughs> oh, but cool. So, but, but I just want to get back to your, your GQ covers um, because uh, they are some of my favorite work of yours. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, tell, tell us about a couple of your favorites or anything that comes to mind. Well, they, I mean, shooting last year, Men of the Year. Oh, yeah. That was an amazing yeah. experience because I, I had the pleasure of being with Jim, the company of in the company of Jim Morphus for uh, you know I think two or two months right. we were working on it oh, and uh, just seeing how how and and I got a, a really uh, clear window as to how he works and operates mm. and that was uh, that was something else it, that was a great experience and, and working with that level of the talent was amazing I mean I just have a project that's about to to drop that I, I because they're very everything is very um, exclusive as yeah, to what, what, they, what they what they release and stuff. So there's a big project about to come out that we we shot recently that I'm super excited about. But every cover I do with them, it's can just, you tell us anything about that? I know that is no, it all I that secret? Is Daddy OFN so going to get another? It's so exclusive? secret that my career would just be like <laughs> <laughs> oh, if okay. I did. Well, when's that coming out? When when should we look out? I think it's coming out in February. This right, is like great. February. It's about to drop in February. This is right. a massive um, issue. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that. But uh, okay, so like when you shoot celebrities and big and big stars and all that sort of thing, you know, the most important thing is is obviously not to be too much of a too much of a fan or be intimidated or or or. But I found that that occasionally there's that one time when you do take pictures of someone you're quite Im impressed yeah. with. And, that happens and a lot with me. I think my first cover was with LeBron James, and I wow, did that. Wow. Look. Yeah. It's important to be a fan. It's important yeah. to, knew, to know the knowledge mm. on the person. The thing about 
being a fan is that you sometimes will get let down because the fan almost always has, if you're talking about a musician or they, they, the fan almost has more knowledge because they've spent right. a lot of time exploring and the subject has spent, or the athlete, musician or actor has spent a lot of time doing or homing their craft. So sometimes fans can get disappointed or oh, they don't know that, they don't know. And you know, the fact is that they probably do Right. They probably can't remember, but they've right. been busy creating, yeah. and so that's that the can, next thing, and there's a new yeah, project, and yeah, yeah. So that can get. But I, I, I'm always, I'm a fan of anyone with talent, basically. Oh, so you, what, that, was it one, one, uh, was it one person that you shot where, where, where it got a little bit silly, where you were a bit overwhelmed, at like, uh, got all like gooey yeah. eyed and shit, um, <laughs> where you I, almost asked for an autograph. No, I always ask for an autograph. Come on now, of course I do. You know, not for me, but yeah, just for the, the very the the the, the bragging rights. Yeah, you know, no, I, you know what? I, honestly, everybody I've shot for the yeah, cover great. of GQ has been more than worthy of mm. you know of anything I could possibly possibly offer. I've just you know, the, the, it's a, like a plethora of talent and and. Uh, yeah, it's great. I think. Uh, it, it, I think. It, and none of them have been. You know, n nothing's ever been complicated. Oh, nothing has been complicated. And speaking of cover covers, you had the uh, the cover of the Sports Illustrated uh, swimmer issue recently. <laughs> 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 That yeah. caused a little bit of controversy. I, I, I remember first yeah. seeing it. I think it was on on one of the late night talk shows, and I'm like, "Whoa, okay, that's 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 a little bit low there." How low can you go? <laughs> <laughs> so talk talk, talk to, to us about that because I know it wasn't planned. It was one of those those moments that just happened, and, and you were just shooting. And it was tell a us moment that, that just happened. And first of all, um, Hannah Davis, who's an amazing person yeah. and um, I photographed her for for over the years quite a lot and some uh, for Victoria's Secrets for Marie Claire magazine which is uh, it's got to be one of my favorite editorials I think I've ever cool. shot in my with a with an amazing stylist called Tracy Taylor we did shot it in Hawaii I think that was the first time I'd ever met her and then later I ended up with Larry Lobar the swimwear art director at VS shooting her in Hawaii mm. And um, she, she, you know, she told me she was from St. John. She, yeah, she was young. She was uh, playing tennis at the time. I think she, she was, you know, had had ambitions in that that direction, oh, really? which I'm sure could have got gone a lot further if she chose another direction. And it would and, have been a very distracting tennis match. Very <laughs> successful venture in her modelling career, um, but. Uh, so, so I knew her previously to yeah. shooting her yeah. for that, and I think I shot her the year before. I had shot her the year before for Victoria's Secrets, but yeah. she, you know, like we were talking earlier about hitting your stride. She, she obviously had really hit her stride, and that's something outside of myself, you know. Yeah. And and I'm there with a camera, like a almost on a sort of photojournalistic point of view, there to capture. This woman, you yeah. know, the, be, and and um, it was. Uh, I, I remember when we were shooting it. Who knew that would ever be right. a cover? Who knew? That right. I don't even remember oh, so even asking. Shooting it specifically for the no, covers. No, no, one no, of the no, shots. no, right. That that's I don't. That's not the format they mm. work to. It, it's it's a very uh, and and MJ is the d decision maker yeah. on that. You, you you just don't know, you know. And, yeah. But working with that team, I got to say, they are something else. Right. They, you know, and the people they choose and how they work. Yeah, they they're very know special they're people. Doing. Yeah, they do. They really do. And it was an absolute pleasure to be in the company of, of surrounded by everybody that you know has shares as much passion for what mm. they do as as what what I do. Um, I, you know, the light was right. We were on a farm where usually you'd be on a beach. <laughs> yeah, we were on a farm, and we, we just she'd ridden a horse. And and incidentally, Hannah is someone that 
you know, she can ride a horse. She can yeah. <laughs> pick up a bow and arrow and hit the bullseye. She can paddle out on a surfboard. Yeah. Hit that. There's, I don't think there's anything she can't do. You know, like she's, she grew up in the island of St. John, and she's just, you know, she's one of those people that can, if you, whatever you ask, she's going to be able to do it. Yeah, and um, she just got off a horse, and and we're shooting. A, oh, she's also a good fly fisher. We shot her a fly. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Uh, I can do anything <laughs> better than you. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, uh, anything. <laughs> so, um, she, yeah, she just got a horse with her. The light was coming down. We were in Nashville. Not Nashville, just outside of Knoxville at this right. uh, beautiful location. Um, oh, what Blackberry Farms. It's like one of the U.S.'s top resorts they, yeah. they do things old school you got to wear a jacket you better right. bring a jacket <laughs> better bring a jacket and uh so the light came down that golden hour and took pictures uh, you know uh, i wanted to be sexy you know i'm not right. the sexiest and, guy and, and, and if, so if, i needed if, to up people my sex aren't familiar with the, with the cover which I, I i doubt because it caused a bit it is basically the lowest a bikini could ever go without it and still be legal i think so take us through the take us through the shoot then. <laughs> well, that was it. I, yeah. I, you know what? It just happened with right. that. I, I didn't think. I don't, but after it came out, there was a moment where I wondered, where like, I hope she's still because she's you know right. she's a pro yeah. proper person, and this you know perhaps would be deemed a little out of character, perhaps right. you know like a, out of people's comfort zones, and so I there was a moment of anticipation where I. Uh, thought perhaps uh, that she might be a little upset with me. And I don't see that with the, with this publication, they take the hard drive, they get all the images. Mm. They do. So you, you, every picture you better make count. You yeah, know? I remember calling you up to con congratulate you on, on the cover. And I'm like, oh, it's amazing. I saw it on a light night show last night. That's such a, that's, it's going to be such a huge thing and a lot of controversy. And, and, and you actually seemed a bit worried that you, that it might have gone too far, not not the too far as a photo, that, or that, that Hannah might not have been happy. Well, there's so a lot of that to revealed. take into consideration. Yeah, you know, and absolutely. I'm working in an industry that's you know largely run by women, and you always have to keep that in mind. You you never want to overstep boundaries, no. disrespect, or take for granted matters. So, I I wanted to. There was definitely those things, and I'm my own worst critic. So I. I, I, while I, while we all enjoy the best scenario, I definitely consider the worst. Yeah. You know, and but you got a great reaction from it, and and everything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She yeah. was happy with yeah, the, the cover. Yeah, she was happy. Everything was good. I, right. I shot yeah, her. It was a, it was a very memorable cover, and and you know, like Sports Illustrated swimwear issue covers a, you know, part of a part of the fabric of American life. So let's move on. Uh, you, your new book is out at the moment, Montauk Dreaming. But let's have a, a quick chat about uh, the first couple of books you did, which is uh, Big Up and, and Lick Shot. Uh, what were the origins of, of Big, Big Up? Well, thank you for asking again, because <laughs> Big Up's like one of my favorite tombs books. Yeah. I feel like I made too many collages and <laughs> like, too many photographs i could have made a few books out of that but, yeah. <laughs> but if people are interested in looking at them but um it, that was basically was a sort of where my head was at, at visually you know mm. it's basically sort of like uh, sort of spewing out everything that was in my head at the time and I used to uh, to use the term scrapbooking, yeah. <laughs> but I was very big into uh, collaging and yeah. making scrapbooks often because when you go on a photo shoot, you create so many images that you love that you can't. I think the edit is almost the hardest part right. of a shoot, you know, because um, you uh, get so excited about every image and just being in the dark room and this is we got a this is pre-digital this is analog mm. photography We're talking about everything's on film and and um there was something nice about that that time you had from the the end of the shoot to allowing for the pictures to be processed and 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 contact sheeted and then you wouldn't see the film for a couple of days to have yeah. that 
time to let what you've shot kind of digest and and and, uh, and then be able to come back and and, uh, and edit it once it's had a little bit of time to sink in. Um, yeah, what's your method now? Do you, uh, do you give yourself that time with editing, or or, or are you, is it, is the uh, deadline so tight these days that you have to just go for it now? It is tight, and sometimes you will edit on set. Mm. It, I think it is important to step away from yeah. it for a moment so you can come back with a fresh eye and yeah. go through. Because if you do edit in a hurry you are sometimes guilty of overseeing images right. that perhaps carry more power than mm. ones that you might have chosen on the spare of the moment. I, I'm not a particularly uh, great editor. I don't find that it's where I think my talents lie in the capture rather than right. the edit. Um, so... Uh, but yeah, yeah the, the, the book had... Um, I had a quick look at it, but... Before today, and there, there were a lot of collages, but but that, you know, there's often the power of like a lot of photos together tell a story, and right. there are details and, and location, Correct, as yeah. well as everything else. So it was a really good book. I, I really liked the uh, the was it the young wrestling kids? Yeah, yeah. No, that was actually one of my most favorite pictures, and it was an absolute pe yeah, me pleasure too. meeting um, Mr. Dan Gables, who I. You know, I'm not too. I think he might be a five-time Olympian, or he was right. up there with one of the holders of gold medals at the Olympics. And yeah. he is a very charismatic, hardcore, tough character. Yeah. You know, I remember when we were shooting, and I, I, I took some pictures of him, and he was wrestling, and I'm lying on the floor shooting up at him, hmm. wrestling with someone, and. Um, yeah, I'm like, that's great, that's amazing, <laughs> that's great, that's great, and he stops and goes, "How would you know?" I like, yeah, what? I wouldn't, but it looks good to me. <laughs> but it was just that challenge, that 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 banter, the guy. And then I later visited the um, the the wrestling uh, museum, and he, he was heavily featured in there. And I yeah, I cool. really got a, a insight to um, this guy, you know. And I I think it's uh, with that movie um, Foxcatcher that came out about wrestling. I think that. Um, there's definitely a story in the life, and I, and I, th I think it's been made as well, but I definitely think it's something that needs to be revisited because right. th this guy, Dan Gables, is the all-American motherfucking kick-ass hero. <laughs> We're talking about the UFC. This guy's like pre-UFC, you know. He And I saw how he trains those guys, you know, it, and coming from a background that was uh, for a moment involved in that sort of rigorous training, he, he mm. it was very, very impressive to uh, to, to see, you know, mm. this this is something else, it's some next level stuff. And he's an old guy, tough yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, right. And so, and and, uh, and if you go to a uh, Facebook page for Daddy OFM, I'm gonna, I will link to, you know, post links of everyone we've talked about today and so you can have a look and, and all, all that. But uh, the, your, your next book was Lick Shot, and one of my favorite shoots in that was the one you did with Heath, Heath Ledger out here in LA on the, uh, on the uh, LA River. Right. Take us through that. Um, well, that was a day where I'd actually, I was um, shooting for Interview Magazine under the invitation of Ingrid Sishi, uh, bless her soul, as she is no longer with us. Um, but she was someone that uh, took, uh, you know, took time and and had confidence in what I did and was a supporter of what I did and, and I was I'm eternally thankful for that. And uh, she, she's you know a massive decision maker, editor, and uh, creator of careers. And, and mm. um, I had the pleasure of working for for her on occasion. And th this was one of those occasions. And uh, we. She, she assigned me to, to shoot Heath. Um, I'm trying to remember what movie it was that was coming out, but I, right. I, I, more than that, you know, obviously from the magazine and publications side of things, they, they time things around a movie and around uh, moments in the, 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 the actor's career. Or I heavily concentrate on how I'm going to shoot them, what appeals to Heath. Mm. And I had the, the, the privilege of knowing Heath and... On a on a on a personal level, you know, to an extent, not as much as others, and more than more than others, but um, and and I knew what he liked and what he didn't like, and why, you know, to a degree, and 
and I knew that he liked surfing and skating and he didn't like to be posed and he he, he was someone that was you know uh, had a phonetic energy yeah. where you, it was great to capture but don't you know he, he was you know uh -huh. a very good looking man but in a casual sense, not right. one where you say, hey, stop there and look gorgeous. <laughs> that would not go down well. No. But it's, it's, about, it's about getting, it's, to me, that shoot was, about, I tried to customize it for, for him to, to, so he was distracted and got, do, was busy being Heath and not, mm -hmm. not being uh, a subject of a photo shoot. And we had a great day. We were like freeboarding off the back of a car in the LA River on a skateboard. <laughs> he had his t-shirt brand. And for those that, that aren't, aren't, aren't familiar with it, the, the LA River is mostly dry and it's that big concrete. Yeah, there uh, was one river. point where it was wet and we were towing him on a ski oh, yeah. on, a, on a ski uh, we on a had ski like rope. the rope ski rope yeah, yeah with the handle and you know what he, he I, I think it was one of the occasions where he just came down on his own because any PR right. or whatever would be like horrified yeah. we were doing insurance, like 70 yeah. towing him on oh, and he's shit. like no don't go in the water because he immediately slowed down the board and then he yeah. yanked him oh, off the board shit. but you know the guy he just gave zero Fucks, right. you know, he's just said, yo, let's just do it. Let's Excellent. do it and do Excellent. it hard. Go balls out. And yeah, he that, really did. You yeah, know? It was very sad. It was sad to lose him. Was, that, 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 yeah, his yeah, performance he's a in that massive, was incredible. Massive talent. Mm. So let's uh, let's bring ourselves up to today. And um, you've just released a, a book recently, uh, Montauk Dreaming. In the forward by his lovely sister. If I can read it, Ben has been living in Montauk for 18 years now. When he first arrived, there wasn't much more than a handful of shops and restaurants. In those days, it was a town of locals, fishermen, and a small amount of tourists that has been vacationing there for years. It's not quite like that anymore, is it? <laughs> it isn't, and that's a very broad and perhaps provocative description of a town, and I know a few people would take exception to that, and I could understand why. But 18 years ago, don't you, it was a bit of a sleepy town? It was definitely a sleepy there. town, and mm. this whole subject of Montauk has become, well, Montauk has become very contentious. Yeah, and it has. I'm so, sort of someone that sort of stepped back and managed to fly under the radar, right. you know, um, and um, I'm very thankful of that because uh, the place is, quite frankly, very special and very mm. magical to me and a lot of my friends who are, mm. you know, genuine locals there and to people that visit it. And so it can become a heated discussion. And mm. I don't think anyone's right and anyone's wrong. I mean, absolutely, just if we're going to get straight into it, um, antisocial behavior, that's wrong. Yeah. The let, you know, building a business that where you try to get your head above water and make money that's not wrong that's right. not that's that's the american way and, absolutely and uh so that there's a lot of um of controversy now right now and it, towards the end of summer it, it, it hit a it, it hit a high point and i'm sure yeah. as we go into next summer season it will continue to and um I, with it, it's a tricky thing, and uh, with with myself and a lot of things that I have done, I've been Montauk based, and people sometimes have uh, pointed the finger and accused myself of and um, perhaps bringing unwelcome crowds and behaviour <laughs> to the town. Um, but also a lot of money, a lot of business, and, and yeah, yeah, that that part of it I'm not so aware of, or right. anything I do. And, but and this goes becoming up. becoming a, it's progression a, a d destination. Like when when you first went out there um, eighteen years ago, it, it was all about the Hamptons and and uh, you know the, the Puff Daddy's white party and and, and that era of, of Hamptons. Uh, um, excess. Right. Well, what made you th decide to, to to go to Montauk, which which was it's actually like an hour's drive from right. from, from there. Yeah, it reminded me a little of a, of sort of the north coast of of Australia, perhaps in New South Wales, right. and like yeah. going up to and perhaps a little bit Byron Bay. It reminded yeah. me of Wales, where I grew up as a, a child. And there's a lot of elements. The bringing uh, that Montauk has that reminds me, and I'm sure a lot of people of of their childhood, yeah. and particularly the ones that absolutely grew up there, you know, and mm -hmm. I've become friends with them, and I totally get it why they're upset. 
But I still think it has that kind of energy of, no, of, it does. of, of a it small does. town. And when you get out and you go down to the wharf and then you have tacos at that the, uh, the hideaway, at, at yeah. the hideaway is, is a great place. And, and that's uh, unspoiled and unchanged. And when you get out onto the, onto the water, it, it's so beautiful out there. And, and well, it, it's magical, you know. And you, when you have somewhere that's magic, Everyone wants yeah, to exactly. feel the magic, you know. And it's so not it was like it was going to be kept a secret for a hundred years. And no, no was Manhattan <laughs> was an island, yeah. you know, and still is an island. And it's and so is Long Island. It's <laughs> an island, yeah. and there's a, a level of growth. And people do get pushed out of the Hamptons up right. there. And first, perhaps they were for economic reasons. Honestly, I went to Montauk. I, I started our party on a beach and under the stars and you know the yeah. I, I was there in attendance as a guest the first time and <laughs> when you're there you understand yeah this has th this is a vision that could mm. go on and on and on the, mm. the town does uh, put regulations and restrict you from doing and and oh, can't thank get good, out of control no. look if, if if montauk just was let to run run right it would be one promotion ridiculous. after the next yeah. yeah and and which which kind of leads, leads us to speaking of parties on the beach to uh, shark attack sounds ben's 4th of july party which started out uh, on um, ditch plains ditch plains right? beach yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us about the, the, the can you remember the, the first one? Yeah, you know what? And, and, and it started at someone's birthday party, this right. character called Bush. And, you know, they were just putting it together very, you know, grassroots style and flew under the radar. But I, I was in attendance and I'm like, you know, this could be, and, I, and I'd been to sort of Ibiza and I'd been to places and where they, there were mass, mass, what we call mass gatherings and, with music, and uh, this could be something special, yeah. you know. And I didn't think of it as a place to, uh, uh, as as a as a venue for commerce. I thought as it of it as a place for enjoyment yeah. and and um, uh, 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 and to, to 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 involve more people because I feed off energy, and the more energy there is, the more I feed, and the more we feed, and the more mm. people love and enjoy it, and. That's what it basically became there. Unfortunately, the, the uh, authorities did think otherwise, and in some ways correctly so, and otherwise I, I question yeah, you it. Can't, can, you can't control what everyone does, and, and, but there have been great parties, and, 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 you know, and I think a very positive thing for yeah. Montauk. I, I we always took the communities, uh, we, we always took the communities uh, issues into consideration yeah. and account, and we, I honest for the best part we were loved yeah. on one occasion we weren't and even then it was not it was not a problem yeah and so out of any uh, note that these the authorities wish to strike issue with I think we'd be the least of their problems because yeah. we continue to progress with their with, with their um, rules and regulations and um, we, we do not ever have an issue. Yeah, but suffice it to say that on. that first one was there was a big bonfire on the beach, a, a couple of speakers set up and a couple of decks and and uh, people just came down to the beach and, and they loved came it. And go. It was great, great and no lights and and it was one of those great things that you get to do in America is to have a, a bonfire on the beach and actually have a fourth of July party and and yeah, well, then we're celebrating this great nation's uh, independence, and I think yeah. uh, to, to, to take issue on that night yeah. in particular, you have to look deep yeah, into exactly. your soul and question mm. why you would. You yeah. know? And if it's if people if there's not a loss of life, if yeah. people aren't driving, but there's a lot of things you have to take into consideration. And I respect and understand the Absol law. Absolutely, and we, we can't do it. On and it, 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 I think it came to to no shark attack sounds continues to to do great parties, and uh, but the the scale of is maybe is scaled down a little bit from the right. the big one uh, in the in the the field a couple of years ago. That yeah. was that was, no, that that was, was a great good, but party. The, the community. Uh, the, the town did, you know, the, the, they, they yeah, they might have so might have brought a uh, might have brought a, a few too many people from from everywhere because right. it's like so. Then you need to know what where you you know where you're playing and who you're playing with. Yeah. And you take that into consideration and you you adapt. That's that's the that's the difference between a true champion and one. <laughs> 
and not, you know, because exactly. you, you learn how how to to navigate yeah. and succeed with the with the hand you're dealt and yeah. not the one you choose to yeah. be dealt because no one gets to choose. The so. great part is, and I look forward to attending every year, um, I actually had uh, Chelsea Leyland on for our, for our first podcast and she was uh, saying to me that was one of her first gigs and, uh, yeah. and that Ben started her out, and, um, which I didn't know, and then it was you that suggested that she kind of get behind the, the decks and start DJing. And uh, another great friend of, of yours is Zen Freeman. He's been a regular at uh, at uh, Shark Attack Sound. So I hope it continues for years to come in, in whatever format uh, format it is. And if you're out in Montauk on July 4th... July 4th weekend. <laughs> July 4th Check weekend. us out. <laughs> You'll hear about us before you check us. <laughs> check it is one, one of the highlights of the summer. But let's get back to your book. Um, uh, uh, the book. Where can, where can someone buy your, your book? Um, well, you we'll can buy it on Amazon. On Amazon, it's available yeah. on Amazon, and uh, it's called Montauk Dreaming. Do you want to just get, have a little chat about that, but before we finish up? Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that would be a complete pleasure. Um, well, it's my Montauk experience. It's very personal uh, to a degree, and it also includes a lot of uh, still life pictures that I've taken at venues and businesses that that have appealed to me in Montauk over the past sort of eighteen years that I've been there. Uh, it's largely captured or pretty much all captured on my cell phone using the app that I developed with uh, Hipstamatic that was a That's sort right. of groundbreaking app uh, pre-Instagram. So you're going to see pictures with high contrast and pop, 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 pop. <laughs> lots of colour, uh, lots and, of pink. Uh, and, um, <laughs> uh, and, and it, it basically catches a summer. I, I thought about perhaps with the winter content we got to do another book, right. you know. <laughs> That's another one. But we, but we talk about California dreaming and I, I'm locked in Montauk dreaming because I tell you when that summer season comes, when that spring comes around yeah. to that late autumn, th th this town has definitely got you dreaming. You're, you're like flying high just on, on, on the salt air, the breeze, the sound of the crickets, the cicadas, mm -hmm. the stars at night, the people that go there, the, 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 the rosé flowing, the beer <laughs> flowing, the Montauk Brewery now is out there flowing down. We've got a lot of businesses in Montauk that are really representing and, and coming to fruition yeah, yeah. and it's sort of groundbreaking. And, and then, you know, there's a lot of venues that are, like the Surf Lodge, they get beaten up a bit. But you know what? The, the, when when you have a strong business, you can take the punches, you know, and yeah. everybody's going to... I'm sure when Colonel Sanders opened KFC <laughs> with his 11 herbs and spices, people try to whack him down too. But he's <laughs> testimony that you can make it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The Colonel is yeah. making a comeback. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, mate, I, barely, I think we barely scratched the surface, and I'd love to have you come back in one day and, and talk more about photography in general and, and, uh, and get more into it, because it's been really interesting to, to listen. And thanks for coming on Daddy OFM, and uh, I look forward to, to getting this out. And, uh, yeah. It's been a complete pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, mate. Rock and roll. See you soon. <laughs> yes, that's hashtag shush with five H's. All right. <laughs> Well, that was Ben Watts. Great to have him on board. You can follow him on Twitter and on Instagram at WhatsUpPhoto. Send us an email. We love hearing your feedback. And we look forward to reading your comments on air. Check out the Daddy OFM Facebook page to see all the links related to today's show. And don't forget to leave a review on iTunes and tell your friends. It really helps grow the show. Taking us out is Jay-Z with Empire State of Mind. From
the X with OG at a Yankee game. Shit, I made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankee can. You should know I bleed blue, but I ain't a crypto. But I got a gang of niggas walking with my click though. Welcome to the melting pot. Corners where we selling rock. Africa been by the shit. Home of the hip hop. Yellow cap, gypsy cap, dollar cap, holla back. For foreigners, it ain't fair. They act like they forgot how to act. Eight million stories out there in the naked. City, it's a pity half of y'all won't make it. Me, I got a plug special where I got it made. If Jesus paying LeBron, I'm paying Dwayne Way. Three dice, Zelo. Three card, Marley. Labor Day parade, rest in peace, Bob Marley. Statue of Liberty. Long live the world trade. Long live the king, yo. I'm from the Empire State. That's Alright, test, test, test. Okay, Chickity check yourself. Test, 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 test. check yourself. Chickity check. Chickity check yourself before you wreck yourself. It's pretty big. It's bad for your health. Blinding, girls need blinders, or they could step out of bounds quick. The sidelines is lined with casualties who sip the life casually, then gradually become worse. Don't fight the apple eve, caught up in the in crowd. Now you're in style, and in the winter gets cold. In vogue with your skin out, city of sin. It's a pity on a whim. Good girls going bad, the city's filled with them. Mommy took a bus trip, now she got a bust out. Everybody ride her, just like a bus route. Hell Mary to the city, you're a virgin. And Jesus can't save you, life starts when the church in. Came here for school, graduated to the high life. Ball players, rap stars, addicted to the limelight. Empty in May, got you feeling like a champion. The city never sleeps, better slip you an ambient. Big dreams on the 